0: I'm Frances Robertson-Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. You might have noticed how over recent years yoga has started to maybe look a little bit different um, from some teachers and that maybe there's more emphasis on Um, taking care of our joints and um, more influence from mobility practices. And today, I'm really looking forward to speaking to Emma Epton, a fellow yoga teacher who um, trained me with her and um, her colleague Hannah's Yoga Reloaded training program for teachers. And Emma's going to talk about kin stretch, Um, Kin stretched is a movement system that develops maximum body control, flexibility and usable ranges of motion. So she's going to talk to us about how Kin Stretch can support our yoga practice for healthy, happy joints. So I really wanted to talk to you today about um, kin stretch particularly because um, I think it's a really interesting um, practice and but I don't really uh, feel like I know enough about it to talk to to tell people what it is you know I kind of know a little bit about it from Instagram and stuff and I know that um, it probably ties in quite a lot with the the training that I did with you, the Yoga Reloaded training, where you sort of bring in these modern concepts to um, to yoga. So I thought it'd be really cool to um, hear from you a bit about, um, you know, what exactly it is, because as well, I think a lot of the people that will listen to this podcast probably haven't heard about it at all. No, well, it's not yoga. It comes from the FRC system
1: which is, um, it's a system developed in America and Canada, and it uses sort of science-based knowledge to train. So um, in the fitness industry, it's kind of, um, it's used to train athletes. And Kin Stretch puts it into like a a class system, so that you can um, do a class and have everyone join in. Yeah. But it's so good for a kind of one-to-one scenario as well if you're sort of personal personal trainer. It, you know, it's also good for for yoga teachers, but basically <laughs> it's a system that expands your usable range of motion. I have to be careful not to get too technical and American when I'm describing it.
0: <laughs> but, uh, Go for it. Be technical and American. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, expands your usable, usable sort of range of motion, which you can lose sort of over time and as you age and through modern lifestyle, and it also promotes, promotes your joint health and longevity. So if your joints aren't healthy and moving as they should, then you're not going to be able to do any of the other stuff properly because if your joints don't move in their, you know, their fullest expression or range of motion, then anything else you try and do, which is hanging off that joint, it's going to be crap. <laughs> so... <yeah. laughs> it, um, it helps maintain your joints and get them to move well because then that in turn is just going to make the rest of your body move really well. Yeah. Uh, it's, very, it's, quite a, it's called Kin Stretch and a lot of people think that it's going to be like a stretch class and it's not, it's not a stretch class. It's um, going to your end range of motion so you might be in a stretch but then you're going to be working hard at that end range of motion. So it's trying to get you to strengthen at end ranges, whereas most training modalities or regimes strengthen you at mid-range. If you think about doing a, like a bicep curl, you'd do a weight and you'd be working at mid-range. So that midpoint between... The contraction and the extension is where your body's strongest, and it, it, it kind of goes. in, If I should have one of those graphs, a know, but it goes in a curve. So you'd be weakest when you're fully sort of um, eccentrically loaded, or at the end of that con- concentric contraction. So it works to strengthen you at those end ranges because these are the bits, these are the these are the ranges where you have a potential for injury. Right. It also helps to negate or lessen the chance of you getting injured in whatever sport that you do, or, you know, whether you're a runner, a yoga person, a climber, a martial artist, a football player, or whatever. So it's very, very um, popular with the big sports teams in America. So, all the American football, basketball, baseball. Um, and very, very, very popular with um, people that do martial arts because they have to have those extreme ranges of motion. For instance, people that do jiu-jitsu because they like grappling and wrestling. Yeah. But if they can't move out of those positions with strength and agility, then they're not going to be, you know, as good as they potentially could be. And the class, involves quite a lot of um, sort of muscle cramps and spasms, can do. (laughs) But a nice thing about it, which kind of does relate it to yoga, is you get to choose the strength at which you work at. So, for instance, if you were in a gym and you were doing weights or a machine, the machine is kind of choosing the levels that you get to, but you're kind of in control of what you're doing in a kin stretch class. So you can um, be... Really going for it strongly, or or if you're kind of not feeling it, or getting twinges, or anything, you can be at a lesser kind of range. So it's nice that you kind of have that choice to control. Have I kind of
0: um, explained it? Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. I've got I've got some questions. Um, so, um, am I right in understanding in from what you're saying that it's it's basically um, so it's good for anyone really. It, it, you know so you don't have to have a certain level of strength or flexibility to be able to do it
1: no you can, you can be, be old, really young I've got people in my class um in the, I've got a couple of people that are in their 60s sort of late 60s and it's it's really good for them it's particularly good for um if in a yoga class situation or or even in the strips situation. Um, you know, sometimes you get students and they don't really have very good body awareness. They yeah. don't have sort of feeling in certain parts of their body. So it really helps to regain sort of neurological control because you're really isolating different um, joint or muscle movements. It it gets people to sort of learn their proprioception map much better and get to know how things feel when they're moving them so that then if they want to recruit those muscles later on in a different scenario their body will know what to do neurologically and kind of they will know what to do neurologically as well so it can kind of help to fill in those blank spots I think it's called neurological amnesia that a lot of people get where they just (laughs) you're like can you do this or can you move this and they're just like I don't understand what you mean. It's very difficult, especially now when um, it's not really acceptable to make adjustments in class, or if you're on Zoom, you can't. But if you can get someone to isolate where they can only move those muscles, otherwise they couldn't move, it's quite a good tool to have. And that kind of is where it translates with my yoga teaching as well.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just one of the ways...
0: Yeah, I I, I really um, I love that stuff and that kind of I find it so interesting. It's almost it's kind of um, the neural pathways that are created and how the brain is plastic. And um, there's I've done some reading about how and it's completely uh, what you said. Like if we don't use certain parts of the body, the brain is efficient and so it will just sort of close down that that area. You know, just to, and and put the effort into other areas that you are using all the time. And so we lose um awareness slash feeling, you know, the ability to move, you know, I always think it's really interesting with like little toes, how I can't move my little toe anymore, you know, or um I can only do it if I move my fingers. You know, there's that kind of neural pathway that has just gone because I've forgotten how to do it. Mm. And um Yeah, so I can see how getting into the joints and isolating them would sort of start to, it's like in layman's terms, I guess, kind of waking waking your body up, you know, isn't it? Exactly,
1: yeah.
0: And then I suppose when you're just doing everyday things, um, movement, everyday movement that we have to do, you kind of, more awareness and more ability to move is going to kind of, make it more efficient movement. Mm. Do you think that's that's how it works?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially because um, when you're working with the joints, we do the CARs, if you remember those, those controlled articular rotations. So they're a way of getting all of your joints to move through their maximal range of movement. And in the joint capsule, that has like the most nerve endings, right? Um, and those sort of n- neurons they speak to your muscles at one end and the ligaments, and at the other the other end they they send messages to the brain. So if you're making those bits move and getting lots of feedback to you know in in the joint you're going to be sort of gaining more control and sending more information to help re sort of reiterate those pathways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's so useful. I think it's a really useful practice. And I mean, I definitely have been influenced by it in the classes that I teach just from, you know, what you guys taught me in yoga reloaded and, um, and it's helped me as well wake up my body. Like I was saying in class the other day, we were talking about, um, I think we were talking about something like shoulder blades or, or or even my pelvis. We were talking about the pelvis and shoulder blades. And I was saying about how before I started doing yoga, like way back, um, I don't think I knew I had shoulder blades. <laughs> like how to, that they moved around or that I could move them separately, <laughs> you know, to the rest of my arms and other you know just it was and my pelvis I had no sort of absolutely no awareness of what shape it was or like what it could do and so um and it it wasn't necessarily sort of yoga that gave me that awareness as much as this kind of learning which is is new really isn't it to yoga it's being integrated more and more Yeah,
1: getting away from the, I mean, I did a very kind of traditional class this morning, but um, I think everyone now is trying to make their classes so that then it's not just that passive kind of range of motion and you're having more control of what you're doing because people are learning that just to sort of lengthen your body and passive stretch is not going to give you strength, you know, resilience in your body's soon going to kind of tire of it. And, you know, your body needs all different types of movement, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think like the FRC system and particularly the kin stretch teaches you and you can use it in your class that even though you can get into those ranges of motion, can you get into it without using um, a support? And can you get out of it again? Yeah. So to be able to move in and out of positions, lengthen positions and kind of contorted positions, but without having to, you know, like, like you see students where they're, they're holding their legs to cross their legs and stuff like that. Can you cross your legs without using your hands? Yeah. And it's a habit that people get into. And it's kind of like, it's like I was saying to students, like when you go up and down your stairs, do you hold on the banister? why are you holding on to the banister? Are you wobbly, wobbly old lady or are you just doing it because it's a habit? And then over time, that habit can make you more useless. Yes. It's like we're so used to all these things that help us out. These things that help us out so much are actually kind of killing us <laughs> very, very subtly and slowly. And, and doing these kind of practices and introducing that kind of stuff into yoga is just like a really, a really good thing. And it just makes you much, much stronger. And much better at what you're doing. It's going to make you a better yogi. It's going to make you a better climber or whatever else you want to do.
0: And hopefully feel better in your body. Because that's for me, that's always kind of like the um, ultimate intention is to sort of, um, you know, maximise the ease that we feel in our bodies as we get older, you know.
1: And it really helps to kind of open up the communication between you and your body and that link between the mind and the body. Because like you said, you know, you didn't know how to move things. And you can sort of, you get to know when things are feeling good, when things are not feeling good, to know the difference between pain and muscular aches, you know, like um, aching after you've done kind of gym work. And that's the other thing that's quite good about um, sort of kin stretches. You can introduce... um, Weight bearing exercises into a yoga class without having to bring in loads of weights and resistance bands and things. You can create the same kind of um, strength. Yeah, you can introduce strength training into the yoga class without bringing without in weight. I mean, afterwards you can ache the same as you as if you've done like a, a free weights workout, but. If you go to the gym and use those machines you're only moving in certain directions whereas with the kin stretch system you can put your body in any position and strengthen it so you can work very specifically in strengthening your body in all different positions like weird positions yeah. not, not weird, weird positions so that you can get out of them and get into them without you know getting injured Yeah, yeah which is very very useful for for all different kind of sports and modalities as far as kin stretch is concerned, but you can apply it to, to the yoga practice. For instance, you know, strengthening your wrists or getting ankle dorsiflexion or helping students to be able to get into a squat and get out of the squat again. You know, hip flexion or, or even things that you don't get very much in yoga like hip extension. There's not very much where we have hip extension or internal hip rotation. I think, only sort of saddle pose for asana. Yeah. For asana, that's the only thing where you get sort of internal hip rotation. And you can train that quite easily in yoga class just as like a, a warm-up for the hips. Yeah. Yeah, and it just makes it a little bit more to add to your class, a little bit more spice, so you can have a laugh at feeling crampy and stuff
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves a bit of cramp, don't they?
1: <laughs> and everyone's laughing and it kind of creates that kind of yoga sangha as well, that community, so it helps to strengthen (laughs) through all cramps and aches. Yeah, it's good.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, Yeah, that uh, way of looking at it. Um, Just coming back to, I think it's interesting to touch on um, the idea and talk a little bit about pain Um, because, and how awareness can help us to, yeah, to kind of, tune in maybe a little bit more to what's going on in our body just mm-hmm. going back to what you said there and I think that's a really interesting thing um, that I mean I've learned and I think that is really useful for us all is kind of um knowing the difference between different sensations and not catastrophizing when you feel something you know so there's that difference between and we always say in yoga classes don't we like uh, listen to your body know, but the problem is that we all feel diff- things in different ways. Mm. And so it's kind of like being able to start to tune into your own experience more and more and feel like what is the difference between effort and um, muscle ache and, and then joint pain? Because it's really the joint dis- or even discomfort because it's not always pain for everyone, is it? But just maybe by isolating these movements And building up that awareness, we're able to sort of discern those very subtle differences a bit more. Mm. Do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, in the class, we particularly when we're doing like joint stuff, we particularly talk about pinching. So if there's like pinching in the joint, that that's like a definite no-no and a a sign that you shouldn't kind of push into that. Yeah. Definitely talk about, um, yeah, not pushing into pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of respecting and being aware. And also because we've all got such different ranges of motion in the class situation when you're in that small tiny position, maybe if you're doing like wrist extension or something, you can you can see like the difference between everyone's wrist extension and you know, you know, some people might kind of feel right about that, you know, if they haven't got a lot of range, and also to learn that if you've got tight hamstrings in a yoga class that is always seen as a bad thing but it's crazy if you've got really loose hamstrings yeah. <laughs> you know things are uh, the way they are for a reason because we've kind of molded whatever we do molds our body fit for purpose so but we can change how our body moves and what the purpose is so it's quite yeah can be quite enlightening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how did you come across all this stuff as a yoga teacher? You said you've come from quite a traditional training.
1: Yeah, like a yoga based yoga training, which is a great training to do Um because it's very, very, it's very dogmatic, but it's very, very alignment-based, very, very strict, and things have to be certain ways, I think. But it does make you kind of, Yeah. And what am I trying to say? How did I get into doing that? Well, um, through Instagram, I think, really, I kind of um, started following some people and reconnected with Hannah, my old friend who we did my training with and we were um, she started following some bloke and I was like who is this bloke he's saying all these weird things <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he was very he, he had done the FLC training and really believed in it and started promoting promoting it and I was like yeah that makes a lot of sense and then decided to do that training and then a couple of years later did the did the kin stretch and he just kind of Get in with a whole bunch of sort of like minded people, yoga teachers, personal trainers, strength trainers. You kind of, we're all kind of in our own little bubbles, aren't we, on social media? Yeah. I go that way, but not many people were kind of doing it over here. I mean, I've got a sister that lives in California and I've been sort of traveling out there for about 20 years and everything that's kind of new, whether it be food or fitness it tends to take about ten years to come back to England and start being popular so they're always kind of the first all kind of different kind of science-based things and technology based things so
0: yeah yeah and have you um, have you so you've you used it in your own practice has it helped you you know yeah, yeah. Um,
1: particularly I um, do a lot of rock climbing you know mm-hmm. in your- bouldering stuff. And it's really helped me with that. Um, I also had a shoulder injury, which I got about three years ago. And it it took me a long time. It took about two and a half years to get better, but I used the principles and of um FRC and Kin Stretch to when I was healed to get my range of motion back because I was very stiff and immobile. So that really, really helped me. It's yeah, it's
0: really good for rehab as well. Yeah, I did. I was I was wondering about that. So um, yeah, that's it's so interesting. What I'm going to do, Emma, is um, for anyone who is interested in finding out more about this, I'm going to drop the links um, for your classes, and that they can get in touch with you, um, and uh, and maybe you know come and try it for themselves. Have you yeah. got any? Um, have you got any like videos? You've got your Instagram, haven't you, and stuff? Instagram, but I've
1: just um, I've just launched like a platform. So I've got a video library, like a Netflix mm-hmm. style library, and there's Kinstretch videos on there. You can pay for them individually or you can sign up to the library and the Kinstretch classes or one or the other. But the live classes are seven pounds and they're every Saturday. Brilliant. Oh yeah. no, ten pounds, sorry, ten pounds for the Kin Stretch. And,
0: yeah, I think I've given you the link. Yes, I'll I'll drop all the links um, in the show notes for this podcast episode. And, yeah, and uh, thanks so much for talking to me today, Emma. It's really lovely to see you. Thank you. thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and i'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself i've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast Take care, guys. See you next time.